When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. I'm so excited to tell you JCPenney and country music singer-songwriter Walker Hayes are partnering together on a new limited-time men's collection for the everyday guy. What I love about Walker Hayes is his laid-back nature. He's a family man and being a country megastar while also having seven kids. You know he likes to keep his style cool and casual. This new collection is perfect for the guy living the t-shirt life or someone wanting some fresh options that feel just as good. It's easy to wear, affordable styles that celebrate the ultimate family man along with the quality, durability, and sensibility dads appreciate. Available online Saturday, May 4th at jcp.com and in-store Thursday, May 16th. Just in time for Father's Day. Limited time only. JCPenney, make it count. It's time to get inside the Giants huddle. Huddle up, huddle up, huddle up. On Giants.com. Here we go, here we go. And the Giants mobile Get them in there, let's go. Part of the Giants Podcast Network. All right, we're back here for another episode of the Giants huddle podcast brought to you by PSE&G, energy efficiency for game time and anytime. Visit PSEJock.com slash Giants for discounts, rebates, and home energy assessments. We're here in between practices at Hancock Whitney Stadium in Mobile, Alabama, and we're joined by... For my buck, the best draft analyst in the business, friend of the program, he is Dane Brugler from The Athletic. Dane, how are you, man? I'm doing well. It's been a really great week here uh, in Mobile, uh, overcast Mobile. Um, but, you know, it's it's always fun this week because, you know, the haze uh, in the barn already, you know, like we, we've done all the work and now it's it's about cross-checking. That's what the combine's for. It's what all the workouts are for. It's what the all-star games are for. Make sure that these guys perform uh, what we saw on tape and make sure it matches up. And if it doesn't, all right, let's go back to the tape and figure out, okay, what did we miss? And there's been a couple guys this week that have, uh, you know, maybe been a little bit better uh, than than you thought just on the tape. And so it's time to investigate and figure that, figure out why. So it's a, it's a really good, uh, you know, part of step of the process that, you know, makes, makes us do extra work and make sure we get these guys right. You know, Dave mentioned the haze in the barn. I believe you put your top 15 at each position on the athletic, right? So make sure you go check that out. Uh, he has his rankings pretty much done, and now it's just a matter of adjusting, Dane. So in what ways can what you see here during this event change or adjust your prior opinion of these guys? Well, I, and you know, for me, uh, I'm not a scouting department. I'm not, uh, you know, the, the teams have already been on campus with these guys, talked to them, seen them up close. For me and for, you know, a lot of us on the outside – looking in, you know, it's our first chance to talk to a few of these guys or see their body types or see them uh, move within 10 feet of, of them to really get a better feeling for their athleticism, their movements, um, it, you know, and it's it, it's something that really helps shape, uh, you know, because you talk about puzzle pieces and the more puzzle pieces you have, the more clear picture you have. And that's what you pick up here. It's just little these little puzzle pieces that help uh, determine, OK, maybe maybe he needs a year in a strength and conditioning uh, program in the NFL before he's realistically going to see the field. Maybe, uh, you know, he's not as stiff as I thought, you know, in these one on ones and, and things like that. So it's it's, it's really, really helpful. And, and you don't change your rankings based off of just this week. You know, like I said, it's it's something that makes you go back and look and, and try to figure them out. No question about it. All right, you mentioned some guys have kind of stood out to you, maybe not surprised, but maybe did a little bit more than you expected. Who are some of the guys that you would throw into that category before we start going position by position here? Uh, I, one of the biggest um, 
quote-unquote risers, I think, could be from this week is Darius Rush, uh, the corner from South Carolina, who has been fantastic. He's, uh, you know, almost 6'2". He's got a longer wingspan than a lot of the offensive linemen here. And he's been outstanding during drills. Um, you see the movements. Um, he's he's been running the routes better than the receivers. Uh, he's getting his hands on the football, and you know, just you know, doing learning more about him. And you know, he's a big fish in a small pond growing up. You know, kind of the best player on every team he played. So often he played quarterback. Goes to South Carolina, and uh, you know, is a little inconsistent. But you see the talent with him, and he also has you know, the Zebra Technologies is here. They do all the. Um, speed metrics and mile per hour. Darius Rush, according to them, the fastest player here on the field. Uh, he got over 21 miles per hour. So uh, I think if you're looking for a guy that has looked good just movement-wise, but also in the drills, uh, I think you have to go with corner Darius Rush. He's been outstanding. Yeah, agree 100%. All right, let's, let's knock out some position groups here. Wide receiver, a position the Giants might be interested in. And we're not going to touch on the full draft class with Daniel. We're going to have him on at the combine. We'll do that there. We'll focus on the guys here, Dane. You know, I thought, and, and we just watched the practice he was participating in. I thought Jaden Reed had a really good first day of practice here. We haven't seen as much of him recently. You know, Rashi Rice, I thought, showed his ability to separate a little bit early. He got held a lot in practice, I thought, yesterday. Um, a lot of flags have been thrown in those one-on-one drills. And then for the American team, I thought, Tank Dell, who's only 160 pounds, but boy, nobody has been able to cover him here. Uh, you can talk about those guys or anyone else a wide receiver that you think has really jumped out to you. Yeah, I, for me, I think three receivers, and it's funny because receiver—that's the splashy position down here. You know, we've seen guys like Brandon Ayuk or um, Chase Claypool uh, last year, Christian Watson. You know, a lot of receivers have a chance to shine down here, and I think for this week. Jaden Reed, uh, who you mentioned from Michigan State, uh, he has been the most impressive receiver uh, from start to finish, in my opinion. Uh, and going back to his 2021 film, that's where I think you, what you need to do to get a better sense for uh, the type of player that he is. Because this past year, uh, just the whole offense with without I mean, just losing Kenny Walker, I don't know if that was it, but without Walker, that offense at Michigan State just fell apart, and he didn't get a chance to really shine. But for a guy that's not the biggest, you know, he's under 5'11", he's 194 pounds, I think. Um, he will make go up and make plays. Uh, his, his hand strength's really impressive. Um, he, he's really fast, but he's not just a speedy guy. There's little subtleties to his route running that helps him get open, whether it's just, you know, using little hesitation, um, you know, the body fakes. So, been really impressed with Jaden Reed. He's also returning punts, which, you know, the more you can do, uh, helps your chances. So, I, I think he, Reed's really helped himself. I know he had third-round grades um, really coming into this this week from a lot of scouts. Uh, so, I, I think he only cemented himself as, as a day-two guy. Um, Michael Wilson from Stanford as well. He's, he's been awesome. Um, and he's an interesting one because over the last three years, he's missed more games than he's played. Um, and so it's something that with, with Wilson, the durability, the medical reports, that's going to be a big piece uh, to the puzzle with him. But just talking about him on the field, size, the athleticism, the ball skills, he has it all. I mean, check all those boxes. Uh, he has won consistently, uh, whether it's been down the field, whether it's been in end zone drills, um, red zone. He's been really, really fantastic. And so if if my trainer gives him two thumbs up and says, you know, I think he should be healthy moving forward, Michael Wilson, a big-time riser. And then I'm glad you mentioned Dell, who 
it, it can be easier for some of these smaller, speedier guys to win on one on ones. By the way, I want to go back to Demetric Felton a couple of years ago, who looked like like an All Pro receiver, and then he goes to the NFL and he plays running back. So yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And that's I, I think it's yeah, it's easier for those some of these undersized guys to really shine when, when it's just one on one corners on on an island, and if you have one little misstep, it just you know you you get cooked. But Dell is, uh, I think he's a little bit more than that. Like, uh, and he's he's got the production to back it up. O- over thirteen hundred receiving yards the last two years. He's actually longer than uh, you know y- you expect. So, but you know, you look at the last few years, some of these guys that have been one hundred and sixty-five ish pounds have just not worked out. Whether it's two two Atwell um, coming out of Louisville, the Rams took him in the second round. Um, the kid from North Texas uh, two years ago, the Bucks drafted him, I think, in the fourth or fifth round, and uh, you know he he has not had well, much success at the next level. So you know I think there's obvious size working against him, but I, he's a good player, and I I think that a team's going to look at him, you know, as early as a day two and feel like you know what we can have a potential playmaker with him. Also caught punts today too. Again, more you can do, like you said. Boy, you know, it's a good running back class in general, and I think we have some really good backs here. I mean, I'm not sure if Tajay Spears at his size can be an every-down back, but how many teams have every-down backs anymore? He's explosive. Kenny McIntosh showed the route running, the power. You know, he was not a full-time back at Georgia, but he has the size to do it. And then from Illinois, Chase Brown, you know, he's a guy that has all the production, and I thought he's looked good. It's, I think it's just an excellent running back group here. Uh, there's no question. It's Running back is a really deep position this year. You know, obviously, Bijan Robinson will get all the talk, and, and rightfully so. He's one of the best talents in this draft class, but uh, it's it's a deep running back group as you get into the second, third, fourth rounds. Uh, some really good running backs are going to fall to the fourth round. It's just how it's going to work out this year. Uh, I, I think this is, I don't know, maybe this is hyperbolic, but the the running back the running backs on the American team here, I think, is maybe the best position group yeah. here, period. Because uh, you're talking about, you mentioned Ty J. Spears from Tulane, who's been fantastic. Uh, Eric Gray from Oklahoma is outstanding. He runs so low to the ground. You see the quickness. You see the vision. Uh, he, he makes it a chore on defenders to finish him to the ground because he has that pinball uh, mentality to him running between the tackles. Um, he's really good. Uh, uh, McIntosh is also on that squad. And then Chris Rodriguez from Ken- uh, Kentucky. I think those four guys, uh, it's, a, it's a really impressive group. So, uh, like I said, you include the underclassmen, which we've had a lot of underclassmen running backs come out like we do every year. And it's just it's going to be a crowded group. And so that's going to make some really talented backs fall to the fourth or fifth round. No question about it. All right, let, let's jump to tight end quick. Luke Musgrave, I know, is somebody a lot of people are watching. And, you know, I talked to him at, at the player breakfast a couple days ago, and he was just excited to get back and play football. He's been dying to play. But you can see that there might be still a little bit of rust there since he hasn't played in a while, but, boy, the traits are pretty obvious. Yeah, I think you can make a case he's the best combo tight end in the draft um, in terms of his ability as a blocker and his ability as a pass catcher. Speed is outstanding for his size. Uh, he's got a skiing background, and you can see it with the way he moves with uh, some of the hip action and some of the sink. Uh, it's been really impressive. Uh, more drops this week than you want to see, but I think that speaks to what, what you're talking about. There, there's Russ. You know, he hasn't played since September, had a knee issue, so that was a bummer. But, uh, yeah, I mean, he's – the top of this – tight end class it's it just it's loaded and it comes down to what type of tight end you want uh you know michael mayer is different than luke musgraves different than uh darnell washington's different than uh dalton kincaid so uh, depending on which type of tight end you want that's going to drive how your tight end rankings stack at the top 
All right, let's jump to the offensive line, Dan. I think they've done a great job of moving around guys to different spots, um, especially a couple smaller school guys, McClendon Curtis, Cody Mock. They've been all over the line, right? Jalen Duncan's moved from left to right. Matthew Bergeron moved around. Steve Avila played a little bit of center along with some guard. You know, I just think they've done a really good job of kind of showcasing to these scouts how versatile, especially some of these guys that can, you know, maybe play tackle in, in, in college but probably are going to be guards in the NFL. And I give a lot of credit to the players for having the openness to do that. Uh, you know, a guy like Cody Mock, who has never played anywhere but tackle in his career uh, at North Dakota State. In high school, he was a defensive end and tight end. Uh, also played some quarterback and punter. Uh, and so he walks on to North Dakota, North Dakota State, puts on weight, moves to tackle, and he had a fantastic All-American uh, career at, at North Dakota State. But, you know, he's got really short arms and, you know, teams want to see, okay, how do you do inside? So this is his first exposure to live reps ever on the inside. And it, it's been a little up and down, but I give him a lot of credit for going out there and competing. And I, you, at an event like this, where it's practice day after day after day, you just want to see progress. You know, are you taking the all the feedback you're getting from coaches, learning from your, your mistakes? And I, I think Cody Mock has done that. So. It, it's a pretty good group here. Um, you know, Dewan Jones had that great first day at, at uh, right tackle, uh, former Buckeye, just one of the most humongous humans I've ever seen. Uh, almost 90-inch wingspan. I've never heard of that. Um, so, you know, the size factor alone. I, I was really hoping to see more of him throughout the week because I don't know that he was really tested. on that. In that first week, everyone tried to just split him down the middle, and you're just you, – you can't do that with a guy like that. He's going to snatch you and put you on the ground every time. So I was hoping to see rushers adjust to see how they attack Dewan Jones. Unfortunately, we haven't seen him since that first day of practice. Uh, he's been a little banged up, uh, quote unquote. Um, so, you know, we'll see. Um, he, he's a he's one of the really intriguing tackles here. Matthew Bergeron from Syracuse falls in that category. Uh, Darnell Wright from Tennessee. Um, Jalen Duncan, too. Yeah, you know, I, I have... I've been a little down on Duncan. I don't. I, I struggle with him. Um, I definitely don't see him as high as some other people do. I, I think he's just... He's late reacting a lot of times, but you know what? He's a really good mover. He's got really good uh, uh, foot quickness when, when he moves them. Sometimes he gets kind of stuck. Um, but, you know, he, he's a he's a guy that I, I know there's a lot of uh, differing opinions on throughout the league. So, But overall, I, it's, a, it's not a top-heavy class in terms of, you know, guys that are first-round picks or top 50 guys. But, um, you know, day two, there's, there's some solid depth that you can find on the offensive line. Yeah, we'll see if Osiris Torrance can work his way into that first round. He's one of the guys the that's here. I think he's the best offensive lineman uh, here. I mean, he's been he's been outstanding. I, every after every Senior Bowl, I do my, you know, who won, who was the best at each position, and guard. I don't even have to think about it. It's that's an easy Osiris Torrance. Um, you know, for a big mauler like that, you want to see how he does in space and pass pro, and he's been outstanding, climbing to the second level, um, doing a nice job staying balanced in his sets. So. Uh, Osiris Torrance, I, I, th I don't know, you know, yeah, like you said, time will tell if he gets in that first round, but I think he's been the best offensive lineman here. And he's been at both guard spots, too, so they've used him on both sides, which has been good. All right, let's whip through the defense here, Dane. Defensive linemen, frankly, I thought in the one-on-ones, the offensive linemen have been probably getting the better of the defensive lines, which usually you don't see at these events. you got to give the group credit. I think Keanu Benton out of Wisconsin's been good. I'm going to try it. Out of Tamiwa, out of Debaru from Northwestern. Yeah. 
That's pretty good. I'm going to go with AA. Uh, there we go. I'm with that too. <laughs> and then Jalen Redmond, I thought, had some reps. But, yeah. you know, Will McDonald, is he really an edge rusher? He's got long arms, I know. But, you know, the edge guys haven't jumped out to me. Your thoughts on, on the defensive line of the edge guys? Yeah, no, no. It's a great job of uh, setting it up because, like, Will McDonald, he's had some really splashy plays in one-on-ones, and that's expected. He's a phenomenal athlete um, for a guy that long with his bend, his quickness. Um, but, you know, he and I was talking about body types earlier. Seeing him in person – I, he he looks like he tried really hard just to reach 240. You, you know he's just he's got a very linear build, uh, not a ton of definition, especially in his lower body. And he looks like a small forward for a basketball team, and, and really it makes sense because that that basketball was his focus most of his life until he got to high school and uh, you know really gave football a, a chance. And so you know it's it, it's tough with him because yeah, is he a sub package guy? Can he do enough? Uh, can he grow enough to be a, a, a true run stopper at the next level? Um, Will McDonald's a tough one. Uh, on the interior, I think that's where we've seen, I think, more consistency than the, than the edge rushers. Um, you know, Northwestern, yeah, he's been he, he's been outstanding. For a guy that's not very tall, he's really long. It's kind of disproportionate, but, I mean, it kind of works for him. So, hard guy to move in the run game because he, you know, he, he's so built so close to the ground. But uh, once he gets his length out and he's able to, you know, keep uh, blockers from reaching him, it's really impressive. Um, Keanu Benton, I think, yeah, he's been the best defensive lineman here probably. He, he uh, at Wisconsin, playing in that three-man front as a nose tackle, we know he can stop the run. It's just, okay, you know, in, in my report, I wrote, you know, pass rush potential. It's definitely there, you know, just haven't seen it. Well, here, he's had a chance to show it, uh, where you see that one gap quickness. You see the ability to use a different swim and, and rip moves uh, and just beat guys down with power. So uh, I think he's been uh, really good. And then uh, Carl Brooks, uh, Bowling Green, they used him as an edge rusher uh, at Bowling Green at 300 pounds. Here, he's been more of that under tackle playing over the B gap. And I thought he's been really, really good. It doesn't have a lot of length, but he's so quick with his hands that he's able to win quickly. And I, that's something that's really been been evident in these one-on-ones. I always struggle with linebackers at these practices. I need to see them in game situations. But I thought the one guy I'll throw out to you is, is D. Winters. I think he's covered Tajay Spears a couple times out of the backfield pretty well. He had an interception at one point. Any other linebackers to, to you really have, have shown out here in practice? Yeah, I think uh, Winters has been uh, has done a nice job. Um, Henley in Washington State I, I thought has done a nice job. Uh, the most in- interesting linebacker here, in my opinion, is um, Ivan Pace, the Cincinnati linebacker. If, if you told me he moonlighted as a UFC fighter, I'd be like, oh, yeah, that makes sense. I mean, that's that's, that's how he plays. It's violence. It's play strength. Um, but he's, he's smaller. He, he's 5'10", um, just under 31-inch arms. So he's, for a lot of teams, that's an automatic disqualify. You know, he just doesn't have the measurables they want. But when you watch the tape, you just see a good football player. And when you watch him here in practices – no running backs being able to stop him in these uh, blitzing drills and, and pass pro. He, he He's so good downhill, and that shows on tape. He had 21 and a half tackles for loss last year. Um, it, the big question was, okay, can he do enough in reverse where you know, you're covering guys, tight ends, backs out of the backfield? And it's been a little mixed for him, but I thought, um, I thought he's done a nice job. So Ivan Pace, I don't know where this guy's going to get drafted. You know, we saw like last year a guy like Malcolm Rodriguez fell, uh, who, who was just a good football player. Ivan Pace wouldn't be surprised if he also falls to the fifth round because uh, he just falls short in a, what a lot of people are looking for physically. But watch the tape, watch the drills here at the Senior Bowl, and tell me he's just not a good football player. 
Hundred percent. All right, let's go to the secondary. You already mentioned the uh, South Carolina corner. I agree, has has done a real nice job. I thought Riley Moss has shown off his speed. He's carried some guys down the field and not committed defensive penalties. Flags have been all over the place, and he's what I want. It's been crazy. Uh, Julius Brents, I think, has had some really good reps, and then he's had some other reps where it has not looked so great. And then I'll throw the the Stanford cornerback out there, Blue Kelly, who had a pick. He jumped a couple routes yesterday, but in one on ones, he's also had a couple of issues. So those are the corners that that I've kind of liked. Who are the guys that have jumped out to you? Yeah. I think that, that's uh, Caio Blue Kelly is the guy that uh, I thought has had, especially these last two practices, uh, Wednesday, Thursday, I thought has done a really nice job um, with body position and just, just being there so he can, you know, if he's not making an interception, he's at least disrupting the catch point, making it tough on receivers to finish, knocking the ball out late. He had, a, I think it was against his former teammate, Elijah Higgins. Uh, where he did that in uh, with the red zone drills and, and was able to knock the ball out for uh, an incompletion. So, uh, Kyle Blue Kelly, you know, his dad was in he played corner in the NFL for eight, ten years, won a Super Bowl. He's got that pedigree. He's a really sharp guy, um, and I think he's going to test well. So, you know, I, I think he's a player that could go somewhere, you know, top fifty, top seventy-five, and, and be a starter earlier, uh, pretty early in his rookie year. All right, real quick, safety. I think Sidney Brown's been wonderful. He's done some slot work, too, in coverage. And he just he looks thick. You just look at him. He looks like a thick guy. And then Chris Smith, who I know he's a safety. He plays like a corner. He was doing one-on-ones against wide receivers on day two and was locking them down. Uh, your thoughts on those two and other, any other safeties that you think have done a nice job? Yeah, I agree with you, Sidney Brown. I mean, he's a, first of all, you hear him before you see him. Uh, he is a loud guy. He, he's getting everybody in position. He's calling to the sidelines, you know, and it's just it's impressive to hear him out there uh, using his voice and clearly being a leader. And, you know, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't wowed by him, just his tape. And then when I saw he was invited to the Senior Bowl, my first reaction was like, oh, well, obviously they want to get chased down here. You know, twin brother, the running back. Uh, but the more you watched him, especially late in the year, uh, I was, okay, you know what? This guy is here on his own merit. He is a good player. And then we get here, and he's been making plays every single practice, um, you know, doing a nice job in one-on-ones against tight ends. Uh, he, he's he, he want, You can tell, like, because this is obviously a soft practice. They're not tackling to the ground or anything like that. Some of these plays where he's right there, and he, you, you can tell he just wants to explode through the ball carrier, and he, he reluctantly holds up. Uh, but, yeah, he, he's, a, he's a good player who is – it's been a nice, a nice surprise, you know, watching more tape from him from November and December and, and here at the Senior Bowl. He is a, he's a guy that belongs here for sure. And the, the Sacramento State kid who had a, had a good week at the NFLPA game, late call-up, um, I thought he's acquitted himself well. He's a big guy, a little bit of a tweener, whereas he a, 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 an oversized – uh, safety is an undersized linebacker, uh, but regardless, I think he's a, he's a good player who's helped himself. I think he's he's been fast, he's been physical. Um, you know, at very least, I think you're getting a really good special teams player while he kind of competes for a spot on the defense. Dane, appreciate you spending some extra time with us in between practices. Enjoy the rest of Mobile, and we'll see you in Indy for the combine, All right, bud? Nice, man. I can't wait. Make sure you check out his great work on The Athletic. Dame Brugler joining us on the Giants Huddle Podcast. Thanks for joining us. We're wrapping here for Mobile, folks. Thanks for being with us. We'll check out the game this weekend and hook up next week. We'll see you then. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Live Nation presents Concert Week. 
Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Bentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Kids Bob Kids, Megan Trainor, Bissell Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin. Get tickets to more than 5,000 summer shows for just $25. Until now through May 14th. Visit LiveNation.com slash Concert to learn more and plan your summer with Sean Paul, Sum 41, 30 Seconds to Mars, oh, and Two Door Cinema Club.